Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Muriwa Kavaza, and for today, we do get into a fascinating conversation. I feel like it's an extension of something that we've been, uh, you know, talking about, tracking, um, you know, through the pandemic, and, you know, just uh, as economies are starting to recover, um, you know, around the world. And that is, um, you know, the travel and leisure market, uh, but also at the same time, when you are traveling when you're out and about just generally looking at tourism you know there is a huge um you know industry that has to do you know with uh, the you know accommodation aspect you know of uh, of that uh, particular equation so for today we are going to be talking to you know an interesting uh, platform that just recently launched um in the south african market they are called profit room and uh, basically they are a booking engine uh, that can be built into existing websites for hotels and resorts um, to boost uh, direct bookings and optimize revenue through um, their own uh, platforms. So for today, we are going to be, you know, chatting to Samantha Williams, uh, who is uh, the commercial director. Uh, she joins us, you know, from the UK, uh, but uh, she was telling me before we record that, you know, because of everything that's happening, it's an up and down. Uh, they recently launched in South Africa, so she's, um, you know, made South Africa second home practically, you know, at this point, you know, with all of the flights. So, Samantha, greetings to you today. Hello, and thank you for having me. It's great to be on this channel with you today. Uh, you're absolutely right. I'm completely falling in love with South Africa since we started launching Profit Room here two years ago. I think for me, the country is so diverse and there's so much opportunity for technology to support the industry, uh, which is why we've seen such success over the last few years. So maybe um, in terms of that launch, we can uh, maybe just dive straight into uh, Profit Room as a platform. You know, we've just uh, um, characterized you guys as a, uh, a, what you call this, as a booking platform or a booking engine uh, that people can build into uh, their own websites and uh, for the layman, you know, or someone who is doing uh, the bookings out there, um, they probably have interacted with the likes of Airbnb, uh, Booking.com. Um, you know, I think even these days, uh, even Google, you know, allows you to do quite a number of, <laughs> you know, bookings, you know, flights and accommodation, etc., straight out of, uh, you know, their homepage and the like. So where do you guys actually fit um, you know, you, uh, when it comes to the spectrum of services that are out there to, you know, find the best deals, you know, for people when it comes to um, accommodation. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's a huge ecosystem um, for hoteliers. We've got, you mentioned there some OTAs like Airbnb and Booking.com. You also mentioned some meta search channels uh, like Google and Trivago TripAdvisor being another one. Where we fit in, um, so we empower hoteliers to get more direct bookings themselves so we have a very high conversion-led system we create what we call a, a bespoke customer journey so people that are coming onto the hotels direct website they have the best experience 
possible for them. So for example, uh, me traveling with my children and husband probably don't want to see the same thing as somebody looking to go away for a romantic weekend. Um, but equally, that hotel could be the perfect destination for both of those types of people uh, or both of those types of travellers. The Where Profit Room fits in, so a lot of the time when we're talking to hoteliers, they find uh, one of their biggest bills coming into the business is the commission statements from the likes of Booking.com or other OTAs. They can be anywhere from 15%, you know, some always up to 30% almost, um, and that's commission that they have to pay on the booking value when a customer books. So if you or I go onto booking.com and we make that booking, the hotel actually already loses out on some of that revenue. And because time is, is quite hard right now, we obviously we're in the, um, the rebirth, let's say from COVID, but we also have other challenges, fuel, um, electric, the economy, things are increasing. So hoteliers are looking for a place to save money. And I think our system has been very successful in its growth because we enable hoteliers to re uh, to regain control back to their direct channel away from the likes of um, OTAs. So everything we do is to drive more bookings through their direct websites, which means that they are paying less commissions to some of the OTA channels. So when it comes to, you know, something like that, uh, you know, as a market, you're now, you know, offering yourselves in a place like South Africa and now uh, offering, you know, this service. Does it become like an exclusive service, you know, where someone um, says, you know, as a hotel, as a as a hotel, a B&B, a lodge, um, you know, anything like that, we are uh, what you we are just primarily going to be using profit room full stop um, or does profit room sort of now fit in as yet another you know, way, you know, that that, is, that a person could access the services of a particular, um, you know, travel and leisure company. Sure. So Profit Room isn't like Booking.com or, or Airbnb. It's not an OTA. It's not another channel where hotels will distribute their rates. Profit Room is actually a solution for the hotels themselves. So when customers go on to the hotel's very own website, uh, that could be a website that was designed and built by Profit Room, for example. The customer wouldn't see Profit Room itself, but they would see the hotel, the brand, um, and be able to go on then and book that online too. We have the booking engine, of course, which is award-winning all across the world, but we also have complementary services with that. So we have what we call marketing automation, so automated emails. We have automated cart abandonment tools. We have live segmentation. On top of that, we do have our own channel manager that's built into the system. And this channel manager can distribute rates then to other online channels too. Um, so it's it's for us it's all about actually creating one great guest journey. Um, so when a customer lands on the website, what we often see for hotels is they don't have an intuitive booking engine. Actually, when somebody goes onto a hotel website, a customer they will click book now and it will take them to a separate page or a separate link. And it doesn't feel like it's the same brand anymore. It feels like it's something completely different, a different journey. And that loses uh, confidence from the booker. It also dilutes the brand of the hotel. 
even when the guest then goes to pay, it often takes them to another link to a, a payment gateway, for example. So uh, for us, what we do is create one seamless customer journey. If a guest online is looking at a package, they go through, they book and pay for that package through the same customer journey rather than having to go uh, through a really broken uh, process of going from one website to another website and having to find what they're looking for all over again. Okay, cool. I think the way that you've just described it, uh, you know, uh, it makes sense on that point because it sounds like, uh, you know, you guys are coming in um, and uh, either improving or uh, what you call this or completely taking over, uh, I guess, that back end for that back end function. Um, you know, for for the likes of, uh, you know, a hotel, um, you know, type of company. And one of the things that, you know, maybe I, I think you had hinted on it earlier on when we first started talking about what Profit Room is and was, is that sense of um, what you call this. Someone comes in and then uses, um, you know, your technology, you know, on the back end. Obviously, as consumers, we're not, you know, privy to all this. As far as long as we can get on the website, uh, find out white nights are available and make our bookings, you know, we're none the wiser and, you know, we're fine. Um, you know, so from that point of view, then what makes the platform different, right? Um, because, and the reason I'm saying that is because, um, you know, and obviously, you know, some of the research that has come out, we see that Sun International, which is uh, probably one of the largest hotel groups, um, you know, in this part of the world um, and in South Africa, increased direct online revenue by 178% in 12 months since it started using the Profit Room platform and also reduced its reliance on travel agents by 43%. So I guess I'm trying to, you know, I guess understand, you know, how you guys are able to achieve, you know, those, uh, you know, those particular results. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's no one recipe for every single hotel. Every hotel has its own unique challenges. Um, but it is something, uh, you know, we have a very big toolbox, let's say, and we can use different approaches for different hotels. The first thing, though, is, is the basics. So um, I was really shocked, actually. So I've opened, um, I think, 17 new markets now with Profit Room, um, different countries. And every time we open a new market, I'm always fascinated by what's different. What does this market need that other markets don't have? Uh, what are the unique qualities? What are the unique booking patterns? And I was really, really surprised to see that actually only 23% of people were confirming reservations on a mobile device. Now, first, I thought to myself, maybe it was because of, of load shedding. That's a very unique um, situation for South Africa that a lot of the world doesn't struggle with. Um, and then I thought uh, maybe it was from um, like the contracts on having um, active mobile uh, data, for example, when you're on the go. And then I, I broke it down a bit more and it wasn't that at all. Actually, it was that the technology that the hotels were using wasn't mobile ready or wasn't mobile friendly. So a simple thing of being able to search for something that you're looking for in a really seamless way on mobile, being able to check out really simply um, enabled us to make that switch. So our customers at Profit Room, um, over 60% of them actually convert on a dynamic device, so mobile or tablet, which was three times higher 
um, than average in South Africa. And this is because as well, uh, you know, people like you and me, when we're making a booking, we are also quite lazy. If a page isn't loading quickly, we're not going to wait for it to load. We're going to go somewhere else, something that we know, something that we're familiar with. If we can't find what we're looking for, we will just go somewhere where we know we can get the information. So hotels and their direct websites, they have to be smooth and smart and simple because it only takes one of those things for the customer to actually go back to booking.com or to another website to make that reservation. So it's all about making everything really simple. So once you've got the basics in place, it's then going down to the customer journey itself. So um, again, having more targeted information, having a more personal experience. If you know that I'm uh, looking for a spa and you know that I'm traveling as um, or searching for a stay for two adults, I don't want to see family offers. I shouldn't see kids activities. So it's about personalizing those experiences so that actually the customer that is on the website gets the content that they're looking for. So this is what we call optimization. Um, and then the final step is really maximizing conversion. So when somebody does go onto the website and they have a look at the booking engine, and it's really expensive to get people onto the website, you know, hotels will pay um for SEO, for example, for the website to rank higher on Google, they will pay for some adverts and it might be on Google adverts, it might be Facebook adverts, it might be Instagram adverts. That's something which is really rising, uh, particularly this year. Um, so however people are coming to the website, it has cost money to get them there. So if we're not investing in them converting, um, actually we're reducing our, our chances of becoming more profitable. So what Profit Room will do, and the average conversion sits between 1.5 and 2% total conversion. So people that go onto your website and then end up making a reservation or spending money with the property. Profit Room's conversion sits over 6%. And the reason it's so high is because we give the customers what they want in a really simple way that is targeted to them. But also if they don't book, we get them back into the booking cycle and back onto the website. So if that reservation isn't completed, they will get an automated email, for example, with the special offer, with the special discount that was given to them for booking direct for them to go ahead and make that reservation. Okay. Now, when you when you put it like that, it makes perfect sense. And I like the example that you said uh, that a lot of the time, uh, just the simplicity you know, of ease of use of a platform, how a customer, you know, experiences a certain platform, um, it goes a long way to firstly, how long they stay um, on that particular platform. And then secondly, I guess that increases the chances um, for, uh, you know, that conversion, you know, of actually getting them to a point where they make, um, you know, that booking. Um, and it's actually, I think what's, what's interesting to me is the fact that, um, the conversion rates are so low like um but 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 i guess um but i guess not every person that walks into a supermarket for example is gonna walk out with every single good um you know that's on the shelf you know you sort of either walk in there specifically um you know for a, a, a specific you know maybe you're going to the shop specifically for bread and you walk out with the bread or you walk in and you walk out with holding absolutely nothing because they had uh you know they had nothing for you so i actually didn't know that's actually quite enlightening that um the averages for conversions are so low 
um, you know, from that point of view. And I guess in this part of the discussion, as we are sort of um, closing off, I wanted to maybe uh, step back a little bit. Um, we are a business platform, so we tend to try to understand um, how things are flowing, you know, from... Um, you know, from uh, you know, from that business point of view, uh, are there any metrics that you could possibly share with us? I guess this is now profit room as a whole, um, you know, globally, because I, you you said something interesting just now that you know you've opened you know more than seventeen uh, markets, you know, um, you know, in terms of driving profit room into new countries. Um, just getting a sense of how big the platform is, the type of traffic that's maybe flowing through, you know, maybe value of bookings, anything that you can share with us. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's a lot to share, but from a business perspective, um, I mean, maybe let's take a, a look back on the last two years. I think we all had to become adaptable. We all had to change the profit room that we are now is completely different from the profit room we were three years ago. And that's because we've had to change. We've had to adapt to what is now the, the new world, uh, you know, post-pandemic. We, um, you know, as a company, we're very lucky because we, or I say lucky, I shouldn't say lucky because we've worked very hard. We're very fortunate um, that we work in over 40 countries worldwide. We have a dedicated team of 270 experts at Profit Room, 50 of which are developers. So when we're talking about how quickly the world is changing, how quickly the needs of technology, the digital landscape is changing, we are able to adjust to that from a global perspective, which ensures that we're ahead of the game and it keeps us winning those awards every single year because we are very innovative. Um, but I think for me, one of the biggest learnings was actually knowing that even though we are a global company, that market, in-market local presence is 100% still needed. So we have um, people on the ground in South Africa. We've got a, a big South African team now that go and visit the properties. They spend time with our customers. They really understand their business. And this is needed now more than ever because businesses have changed a lot. I remember three years ago, Talking now, uh, you know, just about business, the profit room, um, when the pandemic came, I remember sitting at my dining room table thinking, OK, Sam, you've got to grow new markets. We've got to grow the business. But everything closed down overnight. You know, we lost 90 percent of our revenue overnight. People were not traveling. We didn't know where to grow. So we made some very big business decisions. And one of those was to completely remove setup fees for hotels and resorts to start working with us. Because it was unfair at that time to ask those customers or ask those hotel partners to make those big capital investments before they had even seen anything. Um, so we removed setup fees and we actually haven't reintroduced them. And I don't think we ever will. We definitely have more of a partnership focus now. So we work with the hotel um, from the very beginning. We dedicate our time, our resource and our technology to make them successful and, and to have that shared partnership. And I think for me, that's what's changed. Having, yes, the, the powerhouse of the global company behind developing this intuitive technology, but actually it's the people on the ground, the people in South Africa that are working with our hotel partners that really makes the magic happen. Um, and when it comes to something like that, um, I, I just caught a couple of numbers there. Um, 40 countries, you know, uh, just under 300 people in the team. Uh, you know, a large chunk of which are developers um, and the like. So when it comes to, 
you guys saying that you've launched in South Africa, what does that you know specifically mean? Does it necessarily mean that someone couldn't have used Profit Room before you launched in South Africa? Or does it now mean you maybe have a representative that's not dealing directly and um, I guess negotiating to take over some of that functionality for hotel groups like Sun International? Yeah, of course. I mean, we, from the very beginning, we started working with, I mean, we work with Sun International, uh, Dream Hotel and Resorts, uh, Piermont Hotels and Casinos, and, and lots of other groups, as well as independently owned properties as well. We work with hoteliers that really want to drive their direct booking focus. Um, and so for us, um, that was at the point we, I guess we officially entered the market when we went live with our first hotel partner, uh, which was actually Goodison Leisure Group. Um, since going live with them, we um, started to get more referrals. We started to win some business. The best way for business growth is positive word of mouth, you know, particularly during COVID when we didn't have these huge marketing budgets. We completely lost the capability of investment in marketing. And I think the story is the same for hotels. When times were tough, it was the first thing actually that got cut was the marketing budgets. So for us, it was all around uh, growing naturally at the beginning, ensuring we're giving really good service, ensuring we're giving really good results to ensure that our reputation was good to then have those customer referrals and, and recommendations. And I think for us, that was a really important, natural way to grow. Um, when we started to see more customers using Profit Room, we then thought, OK, this is working really well here. We did a lot more market research. We understood the needs of the South African market. Um, and this is where then we put forward some investment. So we came over at the beginning of this year, really, I would say, is when we started to invest heavily into the market. We now have seven employees on the ground in South Africa. We're attending all of the, the largest trade shows. Actually, two of our South African team are in Kenya right now today um, hosting an event there. Um, so that's really exciting. So for us, it's not only about South Africa. It's about sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, this is where we see profit ring growing in the next five years. Um, but I would say, yeah, the initial investment, I think, was quite small in terms of uh, finance. But as soon as you get going um, and you've got a good market strategy, when business picked up again, it was really easy for us to make that commitment. And now South Africa is uh, one of our top three growing markets for the whole company. Uh, that's actually quite incredible from that point of view. And I think you also answered a question that I immediately had um, as you were talking about that rollout in the region, uh, you know, to say, uh, does South Africa, you know, become a standalone or does it sort of uh, become a springboard through which you guys, uh, you know, can go into the rest of the region? Um, you know, that has seemed to be quite a popular approach. Um, you know, for a number of companies uh, getting into the continent. Um, so as we're ending off, uh, maybe any of your thoughts around global travel, uh, where we are right now, um, I think there's a lot that's being spoken about, you know, to say that people are now outside uh, and the fact that all that pent-up demand from the, from the pandemic is now filtering through to, um, you know, from uh, the the travel part of the industry to the accommodation part of the industry to the activities, you know, part of the industry. Are you guys, you know, seeing that? And I ask that because you do mention the fact that you guys did see a big dip in your own business during the pandemic. So 
are people outside as much as you know they they were before um you know has that demand really filtered through to where we're now maybe growing beyond where things were uh pre uh covid 19 or are we still trying to claw back you know some of those losses that's very interesting and i think it, it does differ uh per type of hotel for sure when we're talking about the leisure segments so um you know spa hotels game reserves hotels by the coast they um have recovered in fact a lot of the hotels this year are having their best year on record because they are seeing demand they're able to increase prices slightly they have um, a large domestic market that traveled over the past two years that have fallen in love with the brand and are coming back to that brand or coming back to that destination so they've increased domestic travel but also now we're welcoming international travel since the borders reopened every single flight i've been on to south africa and i'm there you know almost every other month uh, is completely full and it was never like that before so the demand for travel is is definitely there i think leisure hotels definitely are in a better position now um than corporates i don't think corporate travel has quite gotten back to where it was it's probably 60 percent actually where it was pre-pandemic i think the way that companies are working now with corporate stays has changed as well so whether that will get back to it to 100 percent and how long it's going to take i'm not sure but from a leisure perspective um you know the outlook looks really good and i think one of the things which is driving this um a lot of people during covid and i don't know if you were the same you can tell me in a moment they did a lot of self-reflection and inside of that they wanted to get more so we're finding the traveler patterns have changed rather than booking a hotel or going to a destination people want to experience something whether that is a, a game drive a beach a a private pool or whatever it is people want something that's unique and they want to experience and make the most out of their travel and that's actually something that's changed so we have seen a huge increase in package sales in fact goodest and leisure have increased their package sales by over 50 percent this year alone um so that's really interesting for us to see as well no, so it, it it certainly shows that there is a lot of um, you know growth and activity that's happening on the platform, and you know I think that uh, helps us to contextualize from the from an economy point of view just how much um, you know that uh, that industry is picking up again. Um, it, we've been tracking it quite a bit, you know, through the through the pandemic, uh, trying, uh, talking to the guys from the tourism business council and the like. Um, the contribution of G of uh, travel and tourism to GDP is quite big. I think for South Africa, sitting at around eight uh, percent. So really great to hear that things are coming back. So that's been it. You know, very fascinating conversation with the team over at Profit Room, giving us some insight into the nature, um, you know, of their business. They specialize in um, the booking experience, um, you know, for uh, travel operators, uh, you know, people that are running hotels and the like and uh, talking to Samantha, uh, giving us insight into uh, their launch in South Africa. She explains the fact that it's not that, you know, they're just fresh into South Africa, but rather now uh, there is, uh, you know, dedicated team um, 
that is uh, working on South Africa actually having, um, you know, technically launched about two years ago, working with the likes of uh, Sun International, um, you know, in uh, in the country, as well as uh, Dreams Hotel and Resorts, as well as Goodness and Leisure, um, giving us also insight into how uh, people, you know, look at it from uh, a consumer point of view. If you are able to um, improve the consumer experience in one way or another, uh, that uh, increases, you know, that conversion rate. And that was a big learning, uh, you know, big learning, at least on my end. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a travel and leisure expert, but, you know, sort of hearing the fact that if, you know, the number of customers that are visiting um, all of these hotels and, you know, booking platforms, uh, that your average conversion rate of people that are actually booking uh, sits at around 2%. But, um, you know, for a platform like uh, Profit Room, theirs is sitting about three times higher at 6%. And uh, Samantha explaining the fact that it's little things, you know, su such as the fact that, you know, in this part of the world, you need to improve the experience on mobile. You know, and that can help you uh, to increase, you know, some of uh, the attention and then, you know, therefore bookings that you then have, um, you know, on that platform. And then also just ending off talking about where we are, um, you know, from a bigger picture point of view when it comes to travel. We are hearing quite a bit about uh, what's going on in the global West, that flights, accommodation, all of that appears to be in uh, short supply, especially, you know, over these last summer months. You know, people were really traveling quite a bit. Uh, maybe things slow down a little bit in that part of the world as the countries are heading into winter. But for the rest of us that are getting into our, you know, proper summer period, uh, we're likely to see some of that activity, you know, filtering through. And uh, I guess that last insight is about the fact that uh, the leisure market is what is driving uh, the recovery in the sector. Not so much corporate travel because um, of the way that a lot of companies have changed uh, the way that they work, the need to have in-person uh, meetings, conferences, uh, you know, and discussions is not what it was before the COVID-19, a lot of hybrid, you know, coming through. And we see that direct impact um, coming through when it comes to some of those travel numbers. So that's been it. We were talking to Samantha Williams. Uh, she is the commercial director over at Profit Room. Samantha, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to spending the summer in South Africa with a nice warm sunshine. <laughs> no, definitely. This is Mudiwa's take. Great discussion there and uh, very insightful. Uh, around where we are in the travel, you know, travel and bookings um, sector industry, um, whatever you want to call it, seeing that recovery coming through. There's been a lot of pent up demand. People want to get out, um, you know, into the world. People want to be, you know, out and about. Um, I remember earlier this year, I was in the Middle East and, you know, there was a lot of movement, you know, in that, uh, you know, in that part of the world. And you could, you know, see that as restrictions, um, you know, Lifted around the world, uh, there was that increased, you know, movement that, uh, you know, that we have been seeing uh, just going, um, you know, across the country. Um, earlier this year, places like, uh, you know, that travel between Joburg, Cape Town, you always see uh, that those flights are always full domestically. Uh, East Africa, uh, I was also there earlier in the year, and you see a lot of movement between, uh, you know, those, uh, the East African region, which makes sense, um, you know, 
why a company like Profit Room is also, um, you know, targeting the East African region, countries like Kenya, and then, uh, you know, South Africa having launched here. And it's also great to see the type of results that they've already been able um, to achieve, you know, in the country. It's always, uh, it's always one thing to say, oh, we're going to launch, we're going to do A, B, C, and D, but quite another when you do have something to show, um, you know, to say that by having our platform, uh, a company like Sun International, uh, the likes of Goodison have been able to actually increase, um, you know, some of their traffic, some of their bookings and all that by X amount. Um, stuff like that is solid. Um, and I think they've come in at the right time when we do have this recovery and we're likely going to continue to see, uh, you know, that growth in the market. We're to see if any other players, you know, are also eyeing the South African market. Um, it would be good to talk to the likes of Airbnb to understand, um, you know, what's going on in that uh, segment of, uh, you know, that segment of the market and also to understand from other types of travel operators how they, um, you know, are anticipating or seeing the recovery, especially as we're heading into this uh, festive season. And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.